No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where God challenges the idols to present their case and show what will happen. Who has declared from the beginning what will be? The Lord will prove himself by giving one to Jerusalem who brings good news. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 41 on Simply the Bible. In Isaiah 41, the Lord declares that Israel is his servant. They didn't need to fear because he would be with them and always would be with them. Those nations that came against them would be ashamed and he would make Israel a threshing instrument in her day. She would be victorious. But first, Israel would pass through difficulty. The Assyrians had already invaded the northern kingdom of Israel and taken them into captivity. And in about a century, the southern kingdom of Judah would go into Babylonian captivity. Thus, God would discipline his people for their idolatry and their disobedience. But Isaiah looked beyond all this to the better times that would come in the future. God would be faithful to his people even though they had been faithless. And God would remember his promises to the patriarchs. We continue today in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 17. The poor and needy seek water, but there is none. Their tongues fail for thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers and desolate heights and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. I will plant in the wilderness the cedar and the acacia tree, the myrtle and the oil tree. I will set in the desert the cypress tree and the pine and the box tree together that they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this and the Holy One of Israel has created it. Now, when King Nebuchadnezzar would conquer Judah, he would leave some of the poor people in the land, but Judah would become desolate. Yet God would respond to the cry of the poor. He would not forsake them. You know, God has a special place in his heart for the poor, needy, widows, orphans, and strangers or foreigners. He cares for the people who are often neglected or oppressed by the rich and powerful. We may not be poor materially, but we can all be poor in spirit, recognizing our own weakness and our need for God. As Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, God would bring streams in the desert. He would water the dry places. You may be going through a spiritual dry place or desert. You may wonder if God has forgotten all about you. But if you will humble yourself and trust in him no matter what, believe me, he will bring streams of living water into your dry places. He even makes the desert places beautiful in his time. Now, the Lord would also plant trees in the desert. These were not fruit trees that are mentioned here, so they were likely for shelter and shade. It is interesting how this prophecy has literally come to pass. Now, we are preparing 
to go to Israel as a church. And today, as you go into Israel, you will see that the places that were once desert wilderness are now filled with trees and other crops. God has caused the land to prosper, and he has gathered his people from all over the world where they were scattered for 1,900 years. I believe this is probably the most definitive sign that we are in the last days. Now, God would do all of these things so that his people would see and know that he did it. They would be drawn back into the pure worship of Yahweh and would forsake their idols. Often, God will do miraculous things. He will show us what he can do. He will bless us just so that we will know that it was he who did it. I have seen the Lord bring me into places where only he could get the glory because we saw no way out, and yet he does it so that we can all say, God did this. Verse 21, present your case, says the Lord. Bring forth your strong reasons, says the king of Jacob. Let them bring forth and show us what will happen. Let them show the former things, what they were, that we may consider them and know the latter end of them or declare to us things to come. Show the things that are to come hereafter, that we may know that you are gods. Yes, do good or do evil, that we may be dismayed and see it together. Indeed, you are nothing, and your work is nothing. He who chooses you is an abomination. Now the Lord issues a summons to court. On trial were the idols that many of God's people had been worshiping. God would give them their day in court to present their case. Were they worthy to be served? The test for the idols would be for them to show in advance what would happen. Now, if they were real gods, then they would be able to interpret the former things and say how they related to what would happen in the future. These are all things that God does. He specifically declares what will happen in the future, and he interprets the past events in light of what he is going to bring to pass. God could do all of these things because he dwells in eternity and sees the end from the beginning, and he declares the future before it happens as though it already happened. God challenges the idols to prove that they are God's. In essence, the Lord was saying, declare anything, either good or bad, and then bring it to pass so that we may believe you. God says that the idols are nothing. They can do nothing. And everyone who chooses to follow them is an abomination. Now, the Lord refers to other gods, not because these gods really existed, but because his people were surrounded by nations who believed that they existed. Their idols were a constant temptation to Israel. So God condescends to take these gods, as it were, to court to give them a chance to prove themselves, even though the Lord would declare in Isaiah chapters 44, 45, and 46 that there is no other God but him. Verse 25, I have raised up one from the north, and he shall come from the rising of the sun. He shall call on my name. And he shall come against princes as though mortar, as the potter treads clay. God would raise up Cyrus, the king of Persia, from the north, and also from the east from where he would come. 
In Isaiah 44, God calls him by name over a hundred years before Cyrus was even born. This is an example of how God declares exactly what will happen, giving specific details, and then bringing those things to pass. This proves that he alone is God. Cyrus would be a conqueror of nations, defeating princes. He would also conquer Babylon and release the Jewish captives to return to Jerusalem where they would rebuild their temple. That was destroyed by King Nebuchadnezzar. Who has declared from the beginning that we may know and former times that we may say he is righteous? Surely there is no one who shows. Surely there is no one who declares. Surely there is no one who hears your words. Who has declared from the beginning what will happen so that we may know it? God alone. To be perfectly honest, I am so excited to teach through Isaiah and all the Old Testament prophets. The reason? Well, everything that God has said through the prophets, he will bring to pass. Many of these prophecies have already been fulfilled and many are yet to be fulfilled, but they are all trustworthy. Fulfilled Bible prophecy is the greatest evidence that the Bible is in fact the word of God, and there is no other God except Yahweh, Jehovah. The Lord has given us prophecy so that we may have historical context, the past, the present, and the future, because God has shown us what will happen then we can prepare for it now. We can choose to live righteous lives knowing that we will be rewarded later and the best is yet to come. And when things come to pass that God has declared in his word, then that strengthens our faith. But none of the idols or false gods could show anything because they were lifeless idols. Now there were the prognosticators who would claim to speak for these gods, the oracle at Delphi, for example. But these were merely the words of men, probably inspired by that great deceiver, Satan. Verse 27. The first time I said to Zion, look, there they are, and I will give to Jerusalem one who brings good tidings. For I looked, and there was no man. I looked among them, but there was no counselor who, when I asked of them, could answer a word. Indeed, they are all worthless their works are nothing. Their molded images are wind and confusion. God said that he would give to Jerusalem one who would bring good tidings. Now God had given them David, who was a prophet in his own right. And then he gave them Isaiah, Jeremiah, and the other major and minor prophets. But the people would not listen to them. In the future, he would bring them one who would bring them good news. Of course, that would be Jesus himself. But instead, the people gathered false prophets to themselves to tell them what they wanted to hear. While they were practicing idolatry and breaking their covenant with Yahweh, these false prophets prophesied peace and were in opposition to the true prophets of the Lord who prophesied judgment and captivity. But in fact, there were no trustworthy counselors except for God's true prophets. The prophets of these false gods, such as the prophets of Baal, were worthless. And their works were nothing. Their words meant nothing. 
Their molded images were nothing but wind and confusion. And that is the problem whenever there are false gods or idols in our lives. All they do is bring confusion. They, they muddy the waters and they hinder people from believing in the true and living God and in his word, which is a sharp two-edged sword and perfectly trustworthy. All of this should give us increased confidence in the word of God. There is nothing else like it. Do not be deceived by anyone who casts doubt on the word of God. Jesus said that heaven and earth will pass away, but his words will never pass away. And the prophetic word of God proves to us that Yahweh is God. There is no other. We can trust in him and rely upon his word because he has never let one of his words fall to the ground. Anything that he said, if it hasn't yet come to pass, well, just give it time and it will come to pass. Of that, you may be sure. Let's close in prayer. Father, we do just thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you that you prophesy good news over us. Lord, that for those who will trust in you and keep your commandments, you have promised wonderful and great things. I pray that we would take your word to heart, that we would accept it as a light in the dark place, showing us the things to come and giving us hope in the future. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Tomorrow we will see where Isaiah prophesies about the servant of the Lord who will be a light to the Gentiles. He will open blind eyes and release prisoners. What can we say but praise the Lord? We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Isaiah on Simply the Bible.